This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Health IQ, the life insurance company that advocates for the vegan and health conscious lifestyles. That's right, Health IQ rewards us for our lifestyle choices. Head over to healthiq.com slash no meat to learn more about all sorts of ways you can save money on life insurance. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Dougie, you are not going to believe what I did last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do last weekend, Matt? I went to a barn dance. A barn dance? Yeah, it was an Asheville exclusive. Actually, not an Asheville exclusive, because I realized I drove to Chicago this, this... I'm sorry, I did that two weekends ago. This past weekend, I... You were hanging out no, with the librarians. I'm all mixed up. It was Friday night, I went to a barn dance, and then the next day I drove to Chicago, Saturday... Uh, to hang out with librarians at the American Librarians Association conference. On my way there, I saw I went through like Kentucky and Nashville, or Tennessee, and all this stuff, and I saw a big barn that had a big sign on the roof that said "Barn Dance." So it's not <laughs> it's not an Asheville exclusive, but I'd never heard of it before. It's basically a square dance under a barn roof. Yeah, you know uh, Montreat, right? Yeah. inside Black Mountain, they have yep. a weekly barn dance all summer long. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, well this that's what this is all summer long. They had a bluegrass type of band there. Uh huh. You pay six bucks to get in, uh-huh. and they have all these good beers and good stuff. Did you do si do and yeah, swing your partner? Did all that? Yeah, brought the kids, uh, traded off partners here and there. Yep, it was really fun. Cool, we had a great time. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Did, did uh, what did the kids think? They loved it, of course. Uh-huh. Just ran around. You know what? It was like it's like the brewery scene here, where the kids go and they just run around while the adults do their thing. Uh-huh. Uh, except for there's the dancing, and that made it made it all. Yeah, I don't. I don't really picture you as a barn dancing kind of guy, but I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a dancing <laughs> kind of guy in general. But right. uh, but uh, once you know when there are like defined steps that you're supposed to do, then mm-hmm. I then I can get into it. And no one really knows what they're doing, right? So I don't, you don't you don't feel ridiculous. But <laughs> it was fun, fun. and we great. we always talk about doing one day some sort of event where we where we host podcast listeners in Asheville for something. And I think when we a do bar- that, we do incorporate a barn dance. <laughs> somehow i like it i, I mean, think that's a great a, idea it's such a good it's not like it's a typical thing to do here but i think it's something you don't yeah. find in a lot of places right and the fact that there's this such good craft beer at it is such a neat oh i like it you know? i think that's a great idea yeah so that was a good time <laughs> uh and then as i mentioned drove to chicago did the american librarians association their big i guess it's their meeting i don't know conference just giant trade show got to present with my co-author stephanie we did a cooking demo and uh what'd you cook that was really cool we we made the calorie bomb cookies mm. and the librarians loved them ate them up it was a hit yeah but they, it was very it was fun librarians um are i think we all have a stereotype in our head of what a librarian is it just isn't that at all it's just it's just all different ages genders and they're they're really really into books and like just engaged and curious about all everything so it was it was very nice to be there very cool yes um all right so we're going to be talking about relaxation today speaking of the book it's something that drove me to a lot of stress and needing to do relaxation which is where we got the idea for this uh first though Doug, we have we have a, a, our very first redaction to ever do on this show redaction time that's what you get you be edgy you're doing edgy content and now and then you're gonna you're gonna make yeah. a mistake and you gotta gotta redact so uh we it was a couple episodes ago we were talking about our friend sid garza hillman both of our friends we've talked about him many times of course you just were recently at his race yep um but the mendocino we... coast 50k if anyone's curious wants to look it up yes um but anyway we when sid comes on we like to uh 
make fun of each other. A lot of a lot of jabs and jokes, and it's it's uh, a lot of hijinks, you might say. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we 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 sort of did that without Sid here, and a few people emailed us and thought that it was that it was offensive or um, not not to them, but but that it was disrespectful to him. So we just wanted to clear that up. Like that is not at all our intention. He's one of the few people in the world who like I'd feel comfortable doing that with right like doing jabs about without him here so but that turned out to be a mistake right we messed up um obviously if anyone interpreted it as like us actually being disrespectful or harsh to Sid then uh then that was our mistake we did not mean to do that at all yeah we have full respect for him as a person and the work that he does and and think that he's just doing so much for the community And and we trust everything that he does and his philosophy on the small steps approach and habit change and health and wellness in general uh, so much that, I mean, he's a big part of Nomi Athlete. Yeah, he's a partner in Health Made Simple. Yeah. And I'm writing the forward for his uh, his book coming up pretty soon. Yeah. So, which is a parenting book. Yeah, we're definitely sorry to anyone who uh, heard that and um, and didn't take it the way we intended it to. And we're definitely sorry for Sid. We, you know, no way we'd want to disrespect him and the work yes. he does. But go listen to, to our episodes where Sid is on and they're mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And you'll get a good sense for uh, the fun we do like to have. And we're gonna have him on pretty soon, I yeah, think, he's to talk about his parenting book, mm-hmm. which is good for you, needing your need of parenting advice. I know it's I good say. timing for uh... <laughs> right, yeah, for this book. I'm always in why need of things parenting. are go- things are going off the wheels. Is that <laughs> is that what? You... <laughs> no, she's starting to actually do things, which uh, I haven't quite figured out what to ha- how to handle yet. You know, yeah, she, it's, it's good it, and bad. The first few months, she like just. Lay on a blanket. Lay there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now she's like moving I, around. And... That was a turning point of, of parenting for me, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Before that, I was like, man, this is kind of easy. Because <laughs> you could just do work and whatever, and they just lay on a blanket and can't go anywhere. Yep. And then they start moving. That's when you got to put them in a cage. You got to get a, like a, a playpen and put them in that all the time. <laughs> put them in the playpen. People don't do playpens anymore, do they? I guess that's I passe. I don't know. Yeah, probably, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a cage, right? So... <laughs> All right, good. Um, so, final bit of news. The what inspired this episode was that I actually the past three months have been like in a crazy stressful mode. Just even even now that things are wrapped up, the book is out, the the supplement company is launched. Um, but anyway, have not really been able to shake this sense of stress that I felt during all that, and uh, that's why I've been trying to aggressively relax and deliberately do things that that will help me feel less stressed um but one thing that is that is good for all that is that the book is actually now back in stock you can if you go to amazon.com wow for the first time really since ever because it it never was in stock it ran out before before the release day uh but amazon for the first time says in stock of the book which is which is very good and wonderful for me to see so if anyone has been waiting for that moment to actually get it because you don't want to enter this uncertain game of when is it going to be delivered uh you can now get it the nomi athlete cookbook on amazon and uh, all the other stores too amazon IndieBound, i believe they all have it in stock again barnes and noble yes as i said did you say yeah, <laughs> I don't think yeah. It yeah. Oh. <laughs> and uh and your local independent bookstore too we would not want to forget them and hopefully your local library if we did a good job at this event this past weekend ah yes all right, so we're talking about relaxation, Doug. We're going to give some of our favorite ways, our preferred ways, uh, but also discuss something you brought up, which is, I think, really important. Um, I guess the mistakes that you can make in trying to relax, and I've kind of discovered a little bit of that, and in general, just the discussion of how do you know if something is actually good for you 
Or is it something that's going to be destructive? Like I think you mentioned just going to the bar, right? That's an easy kind of way to relax for the night if you mm-hmm. do that. Um, but but does that really count? Is it any good? And I don't know. What, I mean, what do you? Where? What are your initial thoughts about that? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that uh, I and probably most people, when they hear someone say, you know, if, if their spouse says, you know, let's just have a relaxing night in, and you know, like just like let's just let everything go and have a relaxing night, they're probably thinking about maybe making some vegan pizza, sitting on the couch, watching a movie, having a few beers or a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not really doing anything active, not really doing anything other than sitting and consuming. Right. Right. And and that's the trap that I think a lot of people fall into. They end up, uh, you know, if they want to have a relaxing weekend or a relaxing evening, and it's, the, it's all these habits and all these um, activities that are relaxing. You know, you can turn your brain off uh, and, and you can, you know, just chill out. And sometimes that is a very good thing, but also it's not really doing anything positive for you other than maybe allowing you to turn your brain off, right? And so I guess at what point is that a good thing? And, uh, and then when, when does it become destructive? Yeah, so that, that is a, an interesting question. I don't think there's an answer to it. Um, but beyond just like what you said, like that you're doing nothing and kind of just being lazy, um, you're also, like a lot of the things that we do to relax are relaxing to our head in the in the moment but then not that much longer after that they are actually the opposite of relaxing to our body so if your idea of relaxing is pig out on vegan comfort food and drink beer for a whole weekend with friends and you know do that like come monday when it's time for you to get back to work you're going to be the least relaxed you've ever felt right. because you're you're feeling terrible your body's recovering you probably didn't get as much sleep as you'd like to i mean or maybe maybe in a ideal relaxation situation you did get a lot of sleep <laughs> but anyway you're doing things to your body that that aren't necessarily promoting relaxation in your body yeah even if your brain says this is great i'm just chilling out now yeah having some margaritas yeah you know and i'm and i'm i'm learning that more now than ever before with with the with the baby right and mm-hmm. i know not everyone has a baby and so then i can be able to relate to this but um you know like this weekend Katie and I watched two movies and stayed up later than we have in a long time, just like totally relaxing. But then, you know, in the middle of the night, baby starts crying and we have to deal with that. You know, and, the ne- and then early the next morning, you know, baby's awake and we have to deal with that. Right, right. <laughs> and like our fun, relaxing evening ended up becoming like we were just exhausted the next day because, <laughs> because right. before you could have just slept in and it wasn't a big deal. But right. Yeah. Not so much. Anymore. That's that's a really good point. Uh I, I hadn't thought of it in the context of relaxing, but I've definitely noticed that before. Like like nowadays with children, if you decide you're going to have a night of fun, like you actually have to clear your schedule for that night and the next day <laughs> or else it's going to be terrible. It's, yeah. it's just like if, you, if you're if you just trying to sleep in, if the last thing you want to do is be awake at 7 a.m., mm-hmm. then you're going to be miserable. So um, interesting questions. I think... Really, just in this past few months, have I kind of started to learn this sort of thing? Because up until then, uh, I guess I wasn't feeling the amount. Like I, I don't consider my life very stressful. Like it's it's pretty relaxed setup that I have for the most part, and and that's by design. And I, I like that. I like not being super busy all the time. Um, so like up until recently, it has been enough to kind of just passively relax and say you know, catch myself when things are getting busy and say, okay, I need to make a little bit more time for me and just like make time that I'm not working and make time that I have to myself 
that isn't, you know, full of obligations to do certain things where there's high pressure or anything going on. And just, just creating that space was enough. And I think that's sort of what we are talking about. Because for me, when I have that space, you know, maybe I'll have an extra cup of, of coffee or a glass of wine, um, fool around, play Nintendo, whatever. Just like create space and then that's enough. But this time, the the um, intensity of the stress, it was, just, I mean, a very weird stress that I would, I would, even once this stuff was kind of out of the way, I was still waking up at night, like feeling really stressed and I couldn't even think of a reason to like be stressed about. I just felt it in my body, the stress. And that was a very weird thing. So that made me uh, start saying I need to like, not just, it's not just create space because as we said, when you just create space, like you might fill that with good stuff or you might fill that with stuff that's not really that helpful for you. But instead it was like, I need to actually create routines that I know foster relaxation, mm-hmm. even if they're not the easiest thing in the moment. And that's, that's a difficult thing is how do you like, if you're in a place where you're stressed, meaning your willpower is down, that's not the ideal time to start creating new habits, right? Like that, right. as we talked about before, it's hard to start new habits. And when you do that, the way to do it is absolutely minimize the drain on your willpower and make it as easy, as small steps as you possibly can so that it's something you're, you're not procrastinating. You're not finding a, an added thing to your day. It's just an easy thing to start. Uh, when you're in the most stressed of times and you're trying to do that, that's really hard. So it is easier to pick the habits that, that are like have an extra glass of wine. That, that's almost cheating, simple form of relaxation. Start running again is not an easy one, but that's probably the most important one that I found as far as like immediate impact and totally positive. No, nothing negative at all that would come from that. So that has been something that I, you know, just a distinction I hadn't really made at all before this. Like I just thought relaxation was relaxation. Now I realize like you can, there's some stuff that is hard to do that will relax you. Same with meditation, creating that habit. Uh, and in fact, more than meditation, I like doing uh, morning pages, which we've talked about before. You write mm-hmm. three pages in the morning. First thing of just brain dump of anything that's in your head, you're kind of sweeping out the corners of your mind. And like that's hard for me to do with the kids up and everything. It's hard to create that little bit of space, but it's so valuable for the rest of the day. So I don't know. I don't, And I don't know like what is the conclusion. Should you have tons of those habits and very few of the less constructive uh, relaxation habits. I don't really know, but I know there's a difference. And I, and I think that probably for everyone, there are different things. It's not, I guess running and meditation are pretty universally known as like things that do lead to less stress. Um, but I would imagine that everyone has, has kind of different things where, where it, you know, you probably, you may know what that thing is. It's really good for you. Good for your brain when you do it. But it's not that easy to start, and it's very easy to kind of uh, to just let it go and not not be doing it. What do you think uh, is there for you personally? Is there certain criteria that um, a constructive way to relax would hit? Uh, I mean, it can't be it can't be miserable to do it, right? Because if it, if it, if it creates stress in trying to get you to do it, that's that's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got to be something that's fairly pleasant. And running is. like I'm, I'm not talking about doing really hard workouts, although some people might even find that enjoyable once you get into it. Um, but like going out for a really easy run, listening to something nice, like that's not a, an unpleasant thing. It's still hard to get get doing it if you haven't been. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I would say that is that is crucial. Like if it creates more stress than it clears up, then that is certainly not, not going to be good for relaxation. Right. Um, yeah, I mean the only other one then is so you, like in the in the short term the immediate impact of it on you is it is it stressful or is it 
good. And I would say as soon as you're done or even while you're doing that thing, you should be able to be feeling that it is pleasant. Um, but then what's the lasting effect? Like what, like what happens tomorrow as a result? And if you started doing more and more of this, I guess that's one way to think about it. Like let's like just in your mind, take it to an extreme. What happens if you do more and more and more of this? Will it ultimately lead to just total destruction? The way that adding wine or beer into your routine would adding adding a glass isn't gonna do anything, but it, but just thought experiment. What happens if I would take it to an extreme and I would do that a lot and got really into that? Probably not the best thing for your relaxation. Right. Whereas running, you know, you could get really into that and probably feel a lot of good benefits from it. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, that that's a very loose criteria, I guess. But can you think of anything else? Well, I mean, for so for me, I guess where well, I was kind of going with this. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, for me, like the first criteria. Or what I can, um, you know, this isn't necessarily everything, but if, if I just need to de-stress, if I'm feeling overwhelmed or um, anxious about something, then the first thing I, I will do is try to find a way to get outside. Mm-hmm. Um, because if if I'm inside, then I might be worried, you know, in front of a computer or in front of something that's going to continue to, to kind of keep my head running and and continue to stress me out so getting outside um is is the first priority and um the second thing is to do an activity that that doesn't have any expectations Mm -hmm. so um you know so running is a great thing for me and and it's it's a it's uh something i for the most part really enjoy doing but it also you know if i'm in the middle of training or something if i have expectations about that specific run i want to hit a certain pace or a certain distance then it's not going to relax me as much as just going out with with no expectations at all. Right. Uh, and you know the way I know that I am kind of hitting that or not is if I am willing to stop at an overlook and just sit for a while, or um, put my feet in you know mid run into the creek and just kind of let the water over, you know flow over my feet or something like that. You know where I'm not having his expectations. And like disc golf is another one that I really like because. I you know I don't I don't really have yeah. the expectation. You're not gonna it's be a just, pro. You're I'm not gonna be. You're a not pro. gonna become a USATF certified disc golf coach. Or anything. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. You know, right. and I'm not even gonna really ever take it all that seriously. But I really enjoy doing it, and I can just right zone out and uh, and do it that way. Um, you know, but but being outside and and doing an activity that um, or no activity at all, just sitting. You know, but, but with with zero expectations is kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, those are my two criteria, I think. I think that those are very good points. Because as you were saying, no expectations, I was thinking that's what I really enjoy about playing video games. Mm. With Which, by the way, I'm I'm not like a gamer type. I, I know I've been talking about it a lot recently since <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Uh, but like I totally kind of deliberately swore off games after high school. I said, I'm just not doing that. I'm not wasting my time doing that. And I, I may have mentioned this a long time ago. The actual moment when it happened for me was... There used to be a game called the. It still is a game called The Sims that came from the Sim City and Sim everything else. And it was The Sims, and you had these characters. And when I was in The Sims, it was one of the only games at the time that was like this. But you, you would spend time training your character, and and you'd have your guy like lifting weights and practicing the piano. But it took actual human time to sit there and watch him lift the weights and play the piano. Not not a long time, but thirty seconds. And you'd watch him do that, and then once he was done, you'd have like higher fitness points or whatever in the game. And I remember doing it, and and then just saying, like, why am I watching my thing do that? Like, why am I not actually doing this? Like, I should be practicing the piano myself with this time right. and leveling up my own person instead of this digital sim guy. 
And I think now, I think a lot of games are that way now. I think there's a ton of games that where mm-hmm. you, you're accumulating points and social media games and you're against the whole rest of the world. I don't know what Dungeons and Dragons, I don't know what people do. <laughs> but Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> is not a video game. <laughs> so let's, let's get that clear first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really thought it was. <laughs> All right. Um, no, it's a card game. I don't know what I'm thinking of then. I'm thinking of some one of those RPG things where you where you get points and hit points and you probably do that in Dungeons and Dragons too. Anyway, so I gave all that up. I said, I'm, I said I'm not doing that anymore, and then I really did stop. I just didn't do it for 15 years probably. Uh, but now that I have a kid and I have several kids, but I remember two how, kids, how, two several is two, right? <laughs> I'm just like two. picturing this whole like flock of <laughs> little mad faces. Just I don't know how many, just several. I don't, I don't know the exact number. <laughs> uh, I just remember how much fun it was, and we've had a ton of fun playing it. So anyway, that's that's a long uh, side note. That's what I loved about it, is that there are no expectations. I'm not trying to become a professional at it. I'm I'm just doing it because it is fun for the moment. And I can focus only on one thing. It's, it's sort of in, in the same way that meditation is fun when it focuses you on one thing and you're not, all these distractions aren't really there because you're just, when they come up, you just remove them. Like what, if I'm doing something that is fun, and the same happens with a musical instrument or whatever, if you can remove those expectations, that you are focused on just one thing. And when you do that, you relax. Mm-hmm. What I think is a good point though is that you mentioned like just going outside because I think there are things that maybe we consciously don't realize relax like someone like you might have a conscious understanding that when you go outside you just feel better and you just you're just happier but for me it's kind of one of the things like the in the moment comfort versus what's a little bit of a sacrifice going to do for me later and that's what going outside is like like i don't usually feel like going outside i'm just not not the outside type of guy but i know when i do I end up kind of feeling good about the fact that I did, and I feel good that I did. Same with like standing up at the desk. Mm-hmm. I don't always, very rarely do I actually feel like doing that, but I've learned that when I do it, it just, my body's just kind of more engaged, and like I just, it just seems like things happen and processes go on in your body when you're standing and moving and doing stuff. And like, it's just this sort of thing that is good for you to do. So mm-hmm. I think, and, and video games doesn't have that by and large, right? You're not outside. Right. You're not usually doing much movement, although you you could be doing movement. But um, I think that's a good point, that, and that and that is why I would say something like going outside and playing disc golf is probably better than playing video games. Universally better than playing video games as a, as a relaxation thing. Yeah, if you well, can do it with kids, I mean, and of course I can do it with kids. That's a really nice, great benefit, and it's convenient, and I don't sure. have to go to a course and all that and get all those putters and all those things that you do. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but I mean, in general, I think moving your body is is better than not moving your body yeah but i think like that's not entirely obvious it is better than moving your body but and like it's it's people think of that as better for your health but i don't think we usually think of that as like better for me in the very short term like Mm. an hour later how am i going to feel and chances are when you do that type of thing you you know even if you don't notice it because you can't do a side-by-side comparison of course but like i just think that stuff has a big impact on our relaxation and our and our just general kind of how 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 we feel our level of well-being mm-hmm. uh not, not entirely obvious though i mean i think i have to make i have to remind myself that if i move if i be outside i will end up being happier as a result so i that's why i do it speaking of not entirely obvious um i have all my life been a really good sleeper mm-hmm. and in general I'm, I, I'm not a very stressed out person and i never really have been even 
in a more stressful work environment than I am now, you know, I just have been able to keep stress levels down, you know, pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently, uh, my wife and I are making the biggest financial decision of our life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and first, I think, I think it's partially that and mostly that, uh, that now it's not just us we're thinking about, but, a you know, a child right. and kind of the combination of those two, um, have left me, uh, staying up or laying in bed late at night, mm-hmm. you know, with a million things running through my head, you know, like just really, I fixate on something small and, um, can't let it go. And, you know, and anyway, I've, I've never done that before, but now I'm doing it almost every night. Um, and so I didn't really know how to handle that because it's never really been something that I do before in a situation like that, where you just, you're really stressed out and you're feeling like claustrophobic with, or overwhelmed with, um, you know, something that's, that's going on in your head. Uh, I have found a solution that's working okay for me right now, but what, what would you do in that situation? So I am far more experienced at that than you, I think, because I've just never been that great at sleep. I mean, when I was a kid, I was fine. But like, for some reason, as an adult, I just always wake up at 2 a.m. and I'm awake for an hour and can't go to sleep hmm. uh, or 4 a.m. or whatever. And, and it's interesting that it does seem to change depending on like what's going on in my life. My wake up hour in the night will be different oh, depending on what the topic of stress is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, for a long time, listening to podcasts or listening to something in headphones would help me because it's just mm. it's that same idea of focusing your brain on something so that it's not jumping around everywhere right uh, and it seems like adding stimulation would serve to keep you up but for me it actually you know would do the opposite it would eventually put me to sleep still would take half an hour of listening to something but mm-hmm. uh usually that will save the what sometimes happens which is you wake up at three and never actually go back to sleep until like five thirty or something and then as soon as you just, yeah, as soon as like <laughs> i start to see the sun coming up then i get really tired so it just is a trigger uh yeah, so for me, it's it's listening to stuff that has always worked really well. So, what is yours? So for me, it's been, um, and finally, Katie just told me I had to do it because I was waking her up too much to, to talk about stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, is uh, to get actually get out of bed and go and write all my concerns down. Oh, so it's kind okay. of like morning pages where you're just like brain dumping everything, mm-hmm. um, but where I'm writing down everything that I'm worried about, everything that I'm thinking about. Um, not really doing like a pro and con list or anything like that, but just kind of like writing out all those thoughts and, um, and, you know, and then telling myself that I will address them in the morning that, you know, that there's nothing I can do at mm-hmm. two o'clock in, in the morning, but I can address them when I wake up and I have it all written down. So I'm not going to forget anything. And right. normally by the time I wake up, you know, it's all, I've just overreacted to everything and like, right. it's, none of it's a big deal. Right. right. Um, Huh. So I don't actually need to do it, but getting out of bed because otherwise I'm just laying there tossing and turning. So getting out of bed and writing it down, and by the time I get back in bed, then I'm feeling uh, more relaxed. And um, only only once have I had to get out of bed twice, but <laughs> you know, but, but for the most part, that that's worked pretty well. And you know, I think that like like uh, listening to something, you'd think it'd be counterproductive for falling asleep. Getting out of bed, you'd think right, it right. would kind of wake you up more. But for me, it's been. Because at that point, I'm so awake, and so um, my heart rate's up and all that stuff yeah, that you know, I'm not going to sleep anyway. So, mm-hmm. so that's been... That's, been that's interesting. Work. And you know, it's I guess it, it is surprising as a, as a thing to do when you're laying in bed and can't go to sleep. But when I think about it, it's actually not surprising because, like you said, the morning pages is kind of the same thing. You're just getting stuff out of your head so that it's not bouncing around there. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as like time management productivity stuff goes, that's super common is, is the idea that have a 
pen and paper with you or some way of capturing information so that as soon as you get an idea and it's not, not, just, not just a new idea, but you think of something you need to do, you write it down and then you eventually start to develop this confidence that you don't need to keep hanging on to ideas and, mm. and things like that because you know they're written down in a reliable place. Um, and then the last thing is I've a few times gone through like anxiety periods in my life where I actually did have to go see a therapist and didn't have to, but chose to go see a therapist and like they would help me. And that was always one of the big things was you, you write like if you're if you know that you have these patterns where you go down these anxiety roads like just write down exactly what it is that you're concerned about and then what's the worst case scenario that happens how likely is that to happen and like it just kind of crystallizes things and makes it so it's not this crazy thing in your head like you mentioned when you get up the next day and see it you realize that it's you know it's not nearly as bad as it seemed right and i think just in general when you write something down it gets out of your head and when you see it in words it's not like as big and scary as it probably was Right. And I think I think there's also something for, for removing myself from whatever situation I'm in, you know, even though like it's all in my head. But if I'm laying in bed, tossing and turning, then kind of the tossing and turning and knowing that I'm staying up is, is also adding to that stress. Right. So actually removing myself from that and going to another room, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, actually physically removing, I think that that has some sort of relaxing effect right. as well. On that same note, Something I like to do, much to Aaron's uh, dismay, I guess, is <laughs> when I'm going through night after night of not sleeping well, I request that we switch sides on the bed. <laughs> You've told me this before. Yeah. <laughs> it's and so and it's a big deal, because then you got to switch all the nightstands over and all yeah. the stuff. So she doesn't like it. But, <laughs> but she does it, and, and I appreciate that. But that that changing it's like i get in this rut where my body is used to being in this position this way and being stressed and, I, and as soon as i switch that up then it's like i'm in a kind of a different different environment clean slate mm-hmm. no I, I get that that makes total sense to me so maybe you you can need to do a little switch maybe we need to do a little switcheroo <laughs> all right um so that's uh is there more I, you know one thing i wanted to ask what do you think about uh like one-off kind of when I'm feeling stressed, I'm going to go to a meditation retreat or I'm going to go get a massage. Or I'm going to go do the flotation thing. Mm-hmm. The sensory deprivation chamber. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm into this idea or not. Like, like, can you really treat repeated ongoing stress with that kind of stuff? Like, does this one time fix anything? Well, I think if it's, if it's really just one time, then probably no. I mean, it might make you feel better in the moment, but. Right. Um, and, and there's something to be said for that because then maybe you'll sleep better that night and then that will kind of have a chain, right. re- chain reaction. Break the pattern. Break yeah. the pattern. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, like like something like uh, something I meant to mention and kind of forgot was I've uh, there's a sauna at, um, or a yeah, sauna at Katie's Yoga Studio and I've been trying to get back into the habit of doing that. I did that when we first moved here and haven't really done much of it since. And that, um, even though I'm not doing it like every day or even every week, but just kind of doing it more regularly, I'm mm-hmm. finding that uh, that does feel good, and I think that does help me out. So if you got a massage every, you know, like every like three weeks or something like that, then mm-hmm. I think you would. There you go. Get season benefits from that. Yep. You know what else relaxes me, Doug? Having good health insurance that gives me discounts for being vegan and healthy. That's so. Uh, <laughs> that's funny because <laughs> not life insurance. <laughs> life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> that relaxes me too as well. Let's let's talk about that. All right. All right, Matt, I want, to, I want to give you a quiz. I want you to take a quiz. All right, Doug. Yes or no answers only. 
You got it. Do you believe that running will help you live longer? Yes, I do. Do you believe that yoga will help you live longer? Yes, I do. How about eating vegan? Definitely. Smoking? No, smoking will help you will help you live less. Okay, and how about using a stand-up desk? <laughs> uh, yes, uh, that will probably help you live longer as well. Okay, all right, all right, good. So. I think you and I agree on everything. I, I would give you an A plus for that. You got all of them right, I would say. But, you know, I wouldn't listen to either you or me because what really matters is that Health IQ agrees with all of your answers as well. They unapologetically advocate directly for health conscious people to receive financial rewards when it comes to life insurance for all those healthy things that you're already doing to live a healthy life. Well, that's interesting, Doug. Research has shown that people who actively exercise have 22% lower cancer risk, 50% lower heart risk, and 34% lower risk of early death. So if you lift weights, swim, run, do yoga, or get an A-plus on that quiz, you can be rewarded for <laughs> these activities. Head over to healthiq.com slash no meat. That's one word to learn more on all sorts of ways you can save money on life insurance. That's healthiq.com slash no meat. Okay, so in addition to life insurance, the other things that I'll just mention really quickly that I don't know if they're unique to me, they're just a few of my random kind of favorite things. I've mentioned a lot of things already that I tend to do when I get stressed. Um, decluttering, you and I are both fans of the the Marie Kondo method. I don't even remember the name of that thing. Life-changing magic of tidying up. Mm -hmm. Good book, declutter your whole house, your whole life. Uh, that stuff just reduces sort of the structural level of stress in your life at least for me it does if i if i open my closet and it's nice and organized open my drawers look at my bookshelf all these little things throughout the day you just get this little bit of reward and pleasure by seeing things nice and organized same with the making the bed like mm -hmm. that kind of thing i think those little things do add up and if you're just i don't know if your whole environment is just messy and stressful and there's all these moments when you can't find stuff and you're looking at all this garbage that's that's a big deal so I think that's that's a really helpful one. It is something that I kind of can get out of hand with. Like I will turn out to get obsessive about decluttering and it actually creates stress because I get so stressed about the kids' junk everywhere and, you know, causes stress. So you can go too far with it, but that's one that, that does help me just in general. Uh, and another one that I haven't mentioned yet is cooking. We kind of talked about eating comfort junk food, which that actually is not something that I would tend to do very much. Uh, as a as a relaxation and what we haven't mentioned by the way is like in the background here we're both we both eat pretty healthy diets like very very much whole food entirely plant-based diets um certainly there are different viewpoints on which diet is best for long-term health and which is probably best for stress but i feel like if you're if you're if you're doing making some sort of effort and eating a mostly whole food diet wherever it falls you're probably doing a pretty good thing for your stress levels and, and one of the things that i really noticed when i as i started eating healthier and healthier uh was that my moods evened out. I just, I stopped having mood swings and like the tons of energy in the morning and then being asleep at 2.30 at your desk. Mm -hmm. Like that stuff all just went away. It just leveled out. I think exercise contributes to that too. Just a general kind of healthy lifestyle away from this weird Western thing that we do with, with stress and work and being inside all the time, you know. Um, but this is not that. What I mean is like actually cooking, like finding, I've mentioned a few times that I like to do like traditional italian type cooking and just sort of veganize it and i have that book uh pasta by hand that's just these dumplings and it's like it's a ridiculous amount of time it takes to make these dumb pasta dumplings and 
it's not a good investment of time. It's not even worth it when you eat them. Right? It's just it's, you eat them in 15, 20 minutes, and it took you six hours to hand roll all these pastas and make all this stuff. Like, not worth it. Not a good investment of time from the point of the standpoint of I want to get the, the best food for my value for my time investment. Um, but the actual act of doing that turns out to be something that's really really good. I think maybe there's the no expectations side of it that you mentioned. Uh, it's just a totally different thing. It has all these sensory elements to it that it smells good, tastes good, feels good, all that stuff going on. And it's just fun to dive into something so trivial as that, like just putting all this effort into making exactly the right little handmade pasta shape. I don't know. I found, I found that really, really enjoyable. Uh, and it's not always as unhealthy as pasta. Not that, not the pasta is that unhealthy that it has to be. Uh, but you know, just, just cooking, four different vegetable dishes throughout a Sunday morning into afternoon and kind of serving them every two hours. I don't know. I've, I've found that to be really enjoyable and, and not uh, not as unhealthy as like just diving into vegan mac and cheese or something. Yeah. I like that. All right. Any others, Doug? Any any other favorite uh, relaxation tips you can leave us with before we do a quick segment and then you got to go get a haircut? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The only other one that I have is... Uh, is to and this is kind of one of my quick ones if i'm i don't know if i'm stressing about a particular project or, or something and just need I only have five minutes or something you know i can't go for a run can't do whatever um what i like to do is turn off everything so no music no radio no news or anything like that um which i tend to be inclined to have on at, at all times Nah, uh, you like the news you like listening to current events like that? <laughs> i do um turn off all that and do five or ten minutes of just really gentle yoga not like a yoga class or or anything like i don't pull up a video and because then that comes with expectations and all that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. just kind of free flow yoga a little bit of down dog some some twists and stuff like that um not down dog Right. Not down, Doug. Not the different no, thing. Okay. You know, that's right. that was last week. There's something else. Okay. Um, and uh, and just kind of stretch it out a little bit. You know, it's basically just just stretching at that point. Um, mm-hmm. and and that feels really good. That will often kind of reset a little bit. It's like you know breathing. Yeah. Techniques or something like that. I like that. I think I think a five minute reset routine is something everyone should have. And I don't have one. But I think that's something I should. That would make should, for a great make. blog post. Yeah, five minute reset routine. Do we yeah. have that? No, I don't think we do. <laughs> okay. we should. We should. I thought you were joking. We should. <laughs> we should write it. Yeah. How to how to create your own? Because I need that. I need. I I come up with those little ideas now and then. I'm like every time I'm remember to do it, uh, or I'm gonna set a little alarm. There's like a iPhone app that used to be. I don't know where I used to use it. I guess I put it on my computer. Mm-hmm. But it was called Mindful Mina. It was like a minor bird that it would it would chime at you every every amount you set. And the point is you would then remember then to do whatever mindful meant to you. And I was saying, I'm going to take 10 mindful breaths whenever I hear that. Or whenever some other trigger occurs. But I can never make that stuff last. Like I just I just start ignoring it. And I say, I don't have time for that right now. I'm just yeah. going to plow through it. Uh, but I think that's a really good thing. If you can find a, find a quick little reset routine that, that doesn't feel like a big commitment, not expectations like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that blog post in the works. In the works, I expect that to drop any day now. <laughs> no. um, so we have a new segment to wrap things up. We do. It's called Things Matt Doesn't Know. <laughs> okay, and I don't want people to get get lost here. We 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 have two new segments. We also have Downward Facing Doug. Yep. Which which we've only done once. Uh huh. But I have high hopes for still. I think it's a good name. 
And I think <laughs> well, we've seen you, we've seen Doug be downward facing about things with angry tweets to Charter and yep. and the like. Doug's not afraid to express to rant a little bit. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to the next one of those. But in the meantime, we've got a, we've got another one we're trying out here. Yes, this one's called Things Matt Doesn't Know. And and the way it works is I'm going to uh, say the name of a company or the name of some sort of news event. You know, say a few words or something. And something see, current. Something, something people current should know, right? that people, people should know. Right. Uh, and see if Matt knows about it. Good. And uh, this isn't like, this isn't math problems or like no, classic no. history or literature. I mean, this is, it's things that I have somehow, somehow managed to avoid in my life. Yes. For for better or for worse. But maybe you have. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we not. haven't discussed this. There might it, be it some there be. might be some wheelhouses that I just know tons about of <laughs> modern stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- so this one's been in the news quite a bit recently and it's relevant to you and mm, your okay. preferences and everything. So so we'll see. You might you might know this one. I might know it already. I might already know what you're, where you're going. Go ahead. Let's, All right. let's see. All it. Right. So, um Whole Foods. Is that what you were thinking of? Yes, it was. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't miss that one. How would I miss that? I don't know. Okay, well. I don't know a lot about it. I know Amazon is acquiring Whole Foods for 13 point something billion dollars. Yes. That's it? That's Matt. That's, that's, I saw I win. Well, you won. You won. You won the first one. That, that was it. Yeah, no. I thought, I thought maybe you missed that. <laughs> And I think it's going to change the way we shop, man. I don't know. It's going to be. It's going to change the way we interact with Whole Foods. I do believe. Yes, I believe that too. And not just us, but the way that others who don't necessarily have a lot of access to Whole Foods, how they interact with Whole Foods. Yeah, and that's and that's a good thing. That's potentially a very good thing. I think. Yeah, I. I mean, I. I, I would hope so. I would hope so. If they can start, if you can start ordering from Whole Foods with your Amazon account and getting it delivered. Mm-hmm. I heard that half of, not from this, but a while ago, that half of U.S. households have a Prime account. Wow. That's crazy, isn't it? I don't that know is, if it's true. That I heard is wild. It. Should, should verify that, but that's a ton of people. I, I heard that they were going to, uh, you know, the one thing they could do. I don't know if Amazon was saying this, but, the, but people were uh, hypothesizing that, um, that they'll be able to, you know, if you have like a, and I know right now there's probably no Whole Foods reward card or anything like that but you know but once they start being able to track your your purchases then they'll be able to uh kind of really look at your other habits on amazon and your your now food purchases in-store food purchases and making good food recommendations and Mm. like recipe recommendations and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, which i think is kind of neat if if, like if it's also kind of creepy you know depending on the way you look at it but i think we got to get over that i mean things are going to be creepy yeah right it's just where things are going I don't know. I like to think about how your food purchases will then impact your other life right. recommendations. I think that that could be kind of cool. I do too. Good. Yeah. So I so that was an easy one. That was an easy one. I failed. I, th- I failed to. Well, I think it's a tough balance here, right? Because we want the topics to be kind of relevant so that we can <laughs> then talk about them. Right. <laughs> but it's more like things like the vice president that I'm not going to know. Yeah. Or no, I, I I do that one. What I don't know is Speaker of the House. That I don't know. You don't know. Don't know that. And I don't know the First Lady versus the First Daughter. I don't know how many daughters. Oh, Matt, has. come on. I don't know the names. I know. Uh, I know they have like Russian names. Ivanka. Russian names. Melania. Is Melania? She's around, right? Melania is the First Lady. Yep. Okay. Ivanka. But Donald the... Trump has an ex-wife as well. He does. At least one. Uh. 
And the Speaker of the House is, you don't know. Tip O'Neill. Paul. Paul Ryan. Yeah. Yep. There you so go. There we go. So I'm not, I'm not totally out of it. Also, don't know a lot of cool things like things that like music. Yeah. And, and well, I was kind of hoping that this would be one of those cool things that you had. Yeah, but this is, see, this is so in. This is my every day. I do this all the time. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm gonna hear that. Okay. Um. But yeah. But like you know, new new bands, new new brands like like your outdoor brands and things that mm-hmm, you're into. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of that. You know, uh, some other Amazon news that I think you'll appreciate. <laughs> okay. You might have heard of this as well, but I doubt it because. I just have a feeling you didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, they are going to start shipping Ikea on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah? Yeah. have not heard that. You're an Ikea fan. Yeah, like Ikea. Fair enough. Well. Sweden's <laughs> finest. Yeah. yeah. You know, and there's like, aren't that many Ikea stores. You know, like we have to drive two hours to Charlotte. Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing. And and Ikea shipping is really expensive. Yeah. If you try to get the Charlotte stuff here, it's like you pay for the double the price of the dresser for them to deliver the dresser. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then you got to build it yourself. It's just terrible. Right. So... That's a good thing. That's a good thing. You know what else they're going to make that my son really wants? Uh, that Echo Look thing. That little st- wardrobe style assistant. It takes your picture oh. and then looks. it will compare outfits for you. Like you, you'll take pictures with two different outfits on and it'll tell you which one is the better one based on current trends and how it complements Whoa. your thing. I don't know how <laughs> I feel about that one. I don't either. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any interest in it. But, but Holden, my seven-year-old really wants that yeah i don't know that kind of makes me feel a little weird (laughs) (laughs) it is um all right good well then uh we should wrap this up doug yeah i gotta go get my hair trimmed yes you do that'll be that'll be interesting i'm looking forward to that (laughs) you gonna drink a beer during it i might oh man it's a little early for that well you're right gotta relax though constructive relaxation that's it all right thanks for listening everyone talk to you next week